Welcome back to Just Being Real. I'm your host, Anna Murby, and today I have a special guest, one of my good friends, Kat O'Brien. Hi, Kat. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello. My name is Kat O'Brien. I am right. I write spoken word poetry. Uh, I met Anna through church. We both go to Revelation Church in Basra, and um, she asked me to come and share my spoken word poetry today and to talk about how we use gifts for God and His glory. So I'm honored to be here, and I feel so blessed to be a part of this. And I have a YouTube channel that I am still working on. I've got a lot of work to do on it, but you can fo follow me or subscribe on YouTube Cat O'Brien, and the last name is O apostrophe B R I E N. All right, cool. So I want to know how did you start with spoken word? Like, it, was it something you always knew you wanted to do? Did you happen upon it somehow in your teen years? You know, like what what made you start doing it, and when did it happen? Honestly. I've always loved writing. I've always been a reader and a writer. Math was never my strength. It was always reading and writing. And when I got to college, I had this big plan for myself that I was going to be a nutrition major and then pretty much failed my chemistry and my anatomy classes because it's <laughs> not, you know, not my strength. Uh, so I switched to becoming an English major and that's when I got into creative writing. And I would write fiction short stories, and that was my favorite thing to do. I loved it. Um, it was just an, a chance for me to express myself, uh, I, and I just really enjoyed it. I had a lot of great professors. And so when I graduated college and I didn't have deadlines and, you know, you know people pushing me to do it, I kind of fell off and I stopped writing. And it wasn't until... I actually got my job at Mitchell College when um, we had an open mic night and it was a spoken word artist that joined us. He's actually a good friend of mine, um, Marco Anthony Fabretti. He is also a spoken word artist, very talented. He came to Mitchell College and he performed his spoken word poetry. And I was just there as a staff member helping with the event and like serving pizza but when I heard him share his spoken word, I was just in like, what? I was, I couldn't get over how good it was and how I was so like fired up from it. And I was like, I just remember thinking, I want to write like that. I can do that, you know? And, you know, I, that's when I was really zealous in my relationship mm -hmm. with the Lord. And I was like, Lord, I want to write like that. Help me to do it. I don't know how, but I know you're going to make a way. And literally after that event, I went back to my apartment and I wrote until like three or four <laughs> in the morning. I just was like on fire. And I wrote two of my first poems literally that night. And so it was just, it was an amazing experience. And then ever since then, so it's, I think it's been about almost three years that I've been writing spoken word. And that's kind of how I've gotten where I'm at right now. Wow. That's pretty cool. I, I don't think I could do it. I've seen you do it before, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. I've never been a, um, 
like a poem writer or poem person in general so it's hard for me but i loved when i listened to yours is like very passionate and i've seen um i want to say his name is jefferson bethke i think he's done some before too and that's how i first came to know about it and then i saw you did that and i was like that's awesome i have to have her on <laughs> you gotta share it with everybody because there's probably people who were like that you know they're like i i love doing this but i don't know what to do with it or you know maybe they're just really like to write poems but they don't know what they can do with it you know and it's just good for them to see that either they're not alone or you know that there's other people out there who you know have the same kind of gifts and maybe they can connect or they can learn how to you know do it themselves absolutely i think we're always second guessing ourselves and and just you know counting ourselves out like acting like for especially for me with my poetry like i remember when i first wrote it i was like well i'm not going to do anything with it though you know like this is just if it's just me writing and then you know the lord obviously had other plans but but yes there's so many people who kind of like count themselves out when god's going to use you when he's going to use your gifts and 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 it's all expressed in such different ways like i was never a poet i i, I remember i almost took a poetry class in uh college and i was like absolutely not no way i'm not a poet no nope. i'm a fiction creative writing not, that's like short and I can't, I'm not that concise, mm -hmm. but I just find it so ironic now that, yeah, definitely a poet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So has it been an easy journey getting into spoken word? Like, do you have a lot of people who support you? Do you have a lot of people who, you know, promote what you do and when you started was it difficult like did you have a hard time finding something to write or did everything just flow for you i would say it was not easy at, at first i mean it was like at first when i that one night when i was really just on fire for the lord and and writing just it came so naturally mm -hmm. and i'd say it's more difficult now <laughs> like three years later, because I'm such an overthinker and I'm overthinking everything now. And it's all about the process too, where just like in your relationship with the Lord, you know, you're, you're not just sitting down and checking in like every once in a while, you need to consistently show up every day. Like it's like a relationship. It's kind of like also a relationship with your writing. So mm -hmm. you, you got to show up consistently even if like what you're writing is silly and it you know you don't write anything good you're not always going to sit down and just write an amazing piece i that was a blessing the first time it happened but yeah so i would say it was it was definitely easier in the beginning but it got a lot more challenging um because i also just really started doubting myself and not thinking that what I was speaking about had was going to relate really to anyone or you know what why would people want to listen to what you have to say mm -hmm. is what kind of kept coming into my head a lot and now I realize you know it's there's a lot of spiritual warfare that comes with writing especially when you're giving God all the glory 
and glorifying him. So I recognize that for what that is now, but I have had such a supportive, uh, my family has been so supportive, my friends. I remember also when I first wrote one of my poems, but I didn't know what to do with it. I had shared it with um, a sister in Christ, um, Sarah Babcock. She is, I drop her name because she's an amazing singer. She has a beautiful voice. And I just shared it with her one day and she was given a spot to perform outside of the Crystal Mall Mm -hmm. during the midst of COVID uh, and invited me to come up and share my spoken word. She used her time because she was like, you have something to say and people need to hear it. And I was like, what? No way. I definitely don't feel that way. And so she gave me part of her time up there to share my spoken word. And that's really what what took me off as well. And, you know, God was able to open so many more doors and connect me with so many more people. Mm, and, and it was a, it was a confidence boost, even though I messed up the first time <laughs> real bad. But. I think that happens. So, so uh, do you get stage fright? Like, are you someone who's always gotten stage fright if you went on a stage or whatever? Cause I am. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, so much, so much. Um, a story I can think of really quick. I just performed at an open mic in Bristol, mm-hmm. um, a couple, like a week or two ago. And I wasn't going to perform. I just wanted to go and enjoy and worship mm-hmm. and watch other people. And I heard it was full. The list was full. So I get there and as, as I'm getting, as I'm driving there, I'm praying. And I said, Lord, you know, I'm so excited to just have a night where I can worship you. And then the Holy Spirit said, well, what if I want you to go up? And mm-hmm. I was like, well, if you want me to go up, I'll do it. And I will, this piece I've been practicing, I memorized it. So I was like, I'll do it without my note cards or anything, my phone. And, but you have to have someone come to me and ask me to do it. And you know how we test God sometimes, like we're really not supposed to. But so what happens as soon as I walk in, this woman with a clipboard walks up to me and says, are you going to be performing tonight? I just laughed and I was like, yes, actually I am. But so that whole entire night, I just like, I struggle, you know, with social anxiety. So mm-hmm. I was just like praying the entire time, like, Lord, please do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, take over, you know, over and over and over again. And so, yes, I get so nervous still to this day. Um, but that is why I think God has such a great sense of humor. He's hilarious. Yeah. Like he, he knows me getting up there is terrifying. <laughs> that's where he's going to do his great works. You know, mm-hmm. it's not me, it's him. Yeah. And that's, what's great about how God works is he doesn't use people who you would expect would be good at something or be confident at something. You know, he uses people who don't really feel like they're ready or, you know, that they're, they don't really feel qualified, but he says, no, I'm going to use you because I'm going to be what you need. You don't need anything else but me. And that's where he gets the glory for it. And I love your humble heart. You're willing to say, okay, Lord, I was going to go here and do this, but if this is what you want me to do, I'm willing to do it. And you rolled with it even though you were scared and that 
completely gives God the glory and shows him that you trust him. And like Pastor Matt was saying, you know, we just need to be willing. Exactly. that. That's, that's what I word. feel you are with this is you're willing. You know, you've got social anxiety. You're nervous to do things. You don't always feel like you know what you want to say, but you're willing to let God do what he can do. So Absolutely. I really like that about you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if it was Pastor Matt or Pastor Sam or Pastor Curtis, but someone also said he doesn't, um, he doesn't call the equipped. He equips the call, whatever, yeah. whatever he calls you to, you know, like yeah. he does, you know, he didn't, he didn't pick me, you know, necessarily because I'm this confident individual, you know, he, he picked me because he, he knows what I'm capable of when he's going to work through me, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's amazing to, to see how he works yeah. and all the different gifts. Cause there's so, you know, like poetry or spoken word is a gift, but there's so many yeah. different types of gifts. And I wanted to ask, um, is spoken word just something that, um, is, is it like a religious thing? I don't know how to phrase my question. Like, is it something that anyone can do who has the ability to write poems or is it just something that you can do for God? Um, just so I would say it's anyone can do it. Yeah. Anyone can do it. I've heard so many, and, and my spoken word is a bit unique. It's like, I really like rap and hip hop. Yeah, I've really been into, in your spoken word. <laughs> right. So a lot of spoken word, you know, it's, there's different ways to write it. It doesn't have to rhyme, mm -hmm. but for whatever reason, I really love rhyming. And uh, so my spoken word is like, I'm not a rapper. Well, we'll get that clear. <laughs> but my spoken word is kind of like a combination of that, the two. It's yeah. not quite like other spoken word I've heard, which is what I really like about it. There's so many different ways you can use it. But I think the emphasis with spoken word is just that it's it's about the tone. It's like a performance. You're yeah. not, you know what I mean? Like you have a book of poems and you can sit there and read them. But mm -hmm. specifically for mine, like it's a performance. I, I go up and I perform it. Yeah. You like bring it to life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like the way you do it. You have passion. Thank you. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Glory be to God. Yeah. Glory be to God. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's great that you're using this gift and, you know, trying to share with as many people as you can, you know, going to different places, different towns where you can share it, being willing and open to new opportunities allowing your friends to, you know, share in it and help like your friend did at the Crystal Mall, which is like super awesome and just like a great way to get out there. And I just, I just think it's cool. I mean, <laughs> I wish I could do something like that. I mean, I have my own talents, obviously, but, you know, God gives us all talents. Like you were saying, it's just one one talent but there's many other ones and you know some people may be like well i like rap i you know i can maybe rap but i don't know how to break in that could be a way a spoken word 
it's, you know, it's a possibility of, you know, it's got different, um, different avenues, I guess, of where it could go because it's so unique like you said there's many different ways you can do it i'm sure if you look on youtube there's thousands of different people doing it and everyone has their own unique flavor to it and that's what's cool about it is that you know probably anybody could do it if you know absolutely and uh i and i love what you're talking about too with the gifts again it's like you know a lot of people are like Oh, I don't have a gift, you know, if, if they're not a musician or a writer or a leader in the church, like, well, I don't have a gift. And it's like, yes, you do. God yeah. gives gifts to everyone, you know, and it, it's in first Corinthians 12. I, I made sure I wrote that down. So I'd remember it <laughs> wisdom, healing, faith, prophecy, knowledge, encouragement. You know, there's so many different gifts that that God blesses us all with. And I think the thing he's really showed me the most through spoken word is it's not about me. Mm-hmm. I often make it about me, even in my anxiety, when I'm feeling really anxious, I'm like, well, I don't, I can't go up there. I'm going to mess up. and I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do that. And I go down a rabbit hole. Um, but it's not about me. And I have an example. If you want me to share it, I, I just also sometimes can, can talk for a bit, but a really great example is a spoken word night that I went to uh, at the Apostle Store in Southington. It's a Christian bookstore. Wonderful, wonderful place. And they have really great open mic nights and worship nights there. So I highly recommend. Um, so I went there one night and they had asked me to share spoken word. It was a worship night, but they asked me to share like, so the, I guess the band can maybe take a break. And I wasn't I was going to do it, but then during the performance, I had a friend call me, um, a brother in Christ, and he was struggling uh, with suicidal ideation, and he was in a really bad place. And so I was really emotional, and I was really upset, and I was like, I can't go up there now. Like, I don't have anything together, you know? And I was just trying to talk him into getting help and And so nobody else knew that really, except for maybe people who were right near me. And so when I went back inside, they're all like, okay, Kat, you're going to go up. And the Holy Spirit immediately told me, yeah, you're going to go up there and you're going to pray for him. And so I went up there very not, I really didn't want to, I was so nervous. Um, But I went up there and, and I prayed for him and I shared just, you know, briefly about the situation. And I, and I did a, a spoken word piece. And I'm not saying this for any of my glory. I'm, there was a woman who was sitting in the audience there who was also struggling with suicidal ideation. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, if, if I hadn't, ha- if I hadn't have listened and was obedient and went up there, she could have walked away, not getting the prayer that she ended up getting. You know what I mean? So I just, and God can use us all. And it's not even in something like that big, but it's just, that willingness and that obedience has such a ripple effect that yes. you don't even understand that he sees it all. I had no idea she was struggling with that. Mm-hmm. And that me going up there and talking about it would open the door for her to ask for help. I had no idea, but we just we need to just trust God. He sees it all. So that was just a really, for me, I'm not going to, I'm going to 
I'm not going to question him anymore. <laughs> you know, if he wants me to get up there, I'm going up there. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's hard because, you know, we're human and we get nervous, we get scared, we're worried. But I think when we feel that the most, especially when we feel God's calling us to do something, I think that's when we really need to do it mm -hmm. because something big is on the other side and we don't know what that is. Like you said, you didn't know about that woman, but it changed her for the day and that's what she needed. And God knew that and he just wanted you to trust him enough to continue doing what you said you would do, which is be willing. And I think that's something that we all can take away from today is to just be willing to let God do what he wants to do in our lives, whether we're afraid, confused, or whatever, we need to be willing. And I was listening to a sermon earlier today from um, Amy Groeschel um, from Life Church, and part of it was talking about how we don't see things perfectly here we don't see everything um we're kind of like somebody who's getting new vision for the first time you know maybe they needed glasses and they haven't been able to see everything clearly but you know they put the glasses on and finally they can see everything clearly and that's kind of what it's like with us is we don't see everything clearly right now one day you know when we go to heaven we will but right now we don't see everything clearly and God does and we need to learn how to trust him even when we don't understand what is going on or even when we're, you know, afraid to do it. And I just, I love your willingness and your boldness and the fact that, you know, you can be scared or I don't know what I'm going to say but you're still willing to go up there. That should be really encouraging to people who are listening today who feel the same way about something. They don't want to start something because they don't know what to do or they're afraid to go stand up for something. They should be able to learn from you how it's okay to be afraid, but you still got to keep going. You still got to trust that God is going to help you. He's going to take care of you. If he's calling you to it, he's not going to let you flounder. Exactly. Absolutely. Amen. I love that. And, and I also just try to really uh, bring scripture into it, you know, and make it almost a conversation with him. You did not give me a spirit of fear but of mm -hmm. power and of love and of a sound mind. And I keep, I'll, I'll repeat those things to myself, you know, often, especially when I'm about to go and perform and I have a lot of fear and I'm like, you, that's not from you because you didn't give me a spirit of fear. So remove mm -hmm. this from me, Lord, because I'm feeling sick. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah. And I, and there's another verse too um, in Jeremiah that just, talked about how um he's saying uh, I, I can actually read it if if that's okay yeah, yeah. I, I had pulled it up um it's just one that he he put on my heart i think honestly before i even started writing spoken word poetry mm -hmm. so you know it's just kind of interesting it was first jeremiah uh five to eight I'll just read a little bit. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I consecrated you to myself as my own. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. 
Then I said, Ah, Lord God, behold, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a young man. But the Lord said to me, Do not say I am only a young man, because everywhere I send you, you shall go, and whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to protect you and deliver you, says the Lord. Hmm. I just love that. Like you put that on my heart a little while ago. And um, it's so true. And for anyone else who's struggling with that fear or that worry or that doubt, he is always with us. He never leaves nor forsakes us. And don't worry about what you're going to say because he's got you. (laughs) Yep. And on that note, before we go today, I wanted you to do a spoken word. Absolutely. I'm happy to do it. Go ahead. The floor is yours. (laughs) So I call this one mental vacation. You ever just want to leave your mind? I'm talking like a vacation or maybe it's a more serious altercation. File for a divorce or a restraining order saying I can no longer be your porter. It's one thing to carry these thoughts, but you never let me put them down. Each one holding more weight, wondering if I'm going to drown. What if you took a seat with your mind and said, listen, we just aren't working out. You fill me with too much doubt and anxiety about who I am and who I want to be. And I just want to be free. I need some peace of mind and You make that really hard to find. Maybe we just need some space because with you, life is getting too hard to face. Making me second guess my every move, your constant criticism I've tried to reprove, but these negative thoughts are getting harder to remove. Sometimes it's easier to give in and believe what they say or sometimes hope for tomorrow to be a better day, only to be disappointed time and time again. I don't feel the same when I pray and say amen. Doesn't the Lord have the pen? And if he does, why is he writing my story like this? I want out of my head and to have just a shred of bliss. I can't live with the thoughts and memories you keep shoving in my face. So these thoughts and memories, I'm going to erase. I'm going on that vacation. These substances can be my new foundation. They'll relieve me of all the frustration. I don't want to overthink, so I'll just have another drink. If I fall into another mental pit, I'll just take another hit. I won't stay here long, just for a little bit. And in the middle of the path, I sit. Band-aids over broken bones. Been out of money, but I keep taking out loans. Desiring something deeper, but stuck like endless skipping stones. Gliding on the surface. Not sure when I'll plunge into the deep. When really, I've just fallen asleep. It's only fitting because whatever I've sowed, I'll reap. And yes, the Lord does have the pen, but I keep stealing it over and over again. Scrolling through others' thoughts and perceptions, counting all the ways I fall short of perfection, made me book a one-way ticket, a red-eye to destruction. I I didn't realize when I gave my life to Christ, I'd be under construction. I let the enemy play me like percussion, striking me with doubt and temptation. I've never felt this level of hesitation, setting me up on a blind date with my sinful nature and had me believe in this gotta be fate. 
the Lord never said all oh, this would be easy, but being sober got me feeling queasy. All the hurt and trauma begins floating to the surface, but listen up. He's calling you to a greater purpose. He has plans to prosper you with no intent to harm. All the plans the enemy has, your heavenly father can disarm. He says not one weapon formed against you shall prosper. And if you've given your life to Christ, you better believe you're on that roster. Don't let the enemy convince you that you're an imposter because the enemy is crouching among us and he's very sus. He'll tell you the Lord no longer wants anything to do with us. Misery loves company. He's called the father of lies for a reason. He was thrown out of heaven on some treason. I said, the Lord has plans providing hope and a future. Addiction, pain, mental health, fear. I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is the suture. If I haven't made myself clear, a mental vacation isn't going to solve our current situation. It's really just avoiding an internal altercation. If you've tried to leave your mind or put an end to using, but feel inept, remember healing will be uncomfortable. Take it one day at a time, step by step. When I gave my life to Christ, he didn't change me in a day. Nah, he don't work that way. The Holy Spirit has shaped and molded me over time. And I'd often find that I'd get selfish and run back to sin like a VHS on rewind. But each time I fell, I was met with patience and grace. In the midst of this race, you got to let the Holy Spirit keep you on pace. If you're at your lowest point and you think you've tried everything to get through, just cry out to Jesus, repent for your sins, surrender it all to him because his word says that all things that are old shall become new. Thank you. Yay! Woo! I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Glory be to God. Yes. Amen. All right, everybody. I don't think I can top that. So we're going to (laughs) end here. Thank you again, Kat, so much for coming on and sharing that with us. I know that's going to bless many people. And everybody, make sure you share this episode with other people who either do the same thing or are thinking about it or that you may know who think they could do it. And just share it with everybody you know anyways, because it was amazing. And she's such a great person to talk to. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you again. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.